Welcome to the Age Reversing Blueprint Podcast, where we discuss tools and tips to help you reverse your age naturally. You cannot hack biology. You can improve the process of your chemistry, your neurochemistry, your uh, cellular level, but you cannot hack it. It's impossible. Hack is for computer. There's too much people wanting to improve their lives and the biohacking community signed up his own death sentence when Dave Asprey, in competition with Brian Jensen, who was claiming, I'm a billionaire and I'm spending $3 million a year in, on improving my health. And Dave was kind of, he's a competitive guy. And he goes like, I'm spending $2 million and I'm way better. I'm not even spending $10,000 on my health, but my, my biological age is better than both. And I'm older than both of them. And I was looking at that and I said like, there is no way that all the people on this planet will identify themselves to these guys. Like, is biohacking just for billionaire? That is not the purpose of it. So let's make it clear what people are wanting. They want to improve their life. What is the way to improve your life? There is so many natural and free processes that you can use. You don't have to buy infrared therapy. You can go outside. You can walk in the morning. You don't have to buy pills to make you digest and not raise your blood sugar after a meal. Take a freaking walk. It's free. So... Life spanning was born because of that. And then on the other extreme, Brian Johnson and his team, like, don't die. I'm sorry. It's not don't die, is live that is important. Don't die, we're all going to die. So I looked at that and I said, like, I need a word that is addressed to these people to make them understand that everything can be free and everything is easy. It's not complicated. You don't have to have a PhD to understand the principle of life optimization. It's for everyone. This is my punk attitude in the industry and I'm proud of the movement. I don't think that there is competition between biohacking, longevity, uh, rational, uh, life spanning. We are all on this freaking planet for the same thing, improving life. excited to introduce our guest, Jean Falacara. He is an award-winning author and an expert on human performance. His award-winning book, Neuroscience Calisthenics, Hijack Your Body Clock, taps into the world of neuroscience to achieve unparalleled results of human performance. And according to Jean, all of our conscious and subconscious actions result in cellular aging. He reveals how one can hijack the body clock by causing, uh, by using the powers of neuroscience. He's also known as Cyber Gains mm -hmm. and is a distinguished serial entrepreneur, scientist, athlete, and public speaker. He's based now in Miami, Florida, born in France, and he holds an engineering degree in biotechnology with a specialization in virtual reality and augmented reality from MIT and has an academic background in biochemistry, immunology, genetics. He's a visionary founder behind several successful ventures, and he recently achieved a significant milestone by selling his biotech group to Intest Corp. He's an innovative, uh, has an innovative approach and relentless drive uh, among the world's uh, elite and earning his prestigious spot in the top 30 disruptive entrepreneurs in the world in 2023, alongside renowned figures Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. In addition, um, Jean has endeavors uh, in integrating neuroscience and fitness, having established the Cyber 
Gaines Neuroscience Calisthenics Labs and authored the book Neuroscience Calisthenics. Um, Sean, I could go on and on, but I want to get into the good <laughs> stuff today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yes. I, I, I probably need to put some censorship on my bio just to make it shorter. Otherwise, like people are wasting like 20 minutes uh, talking about what I've done. Uh, but you know, I think that in principle, it's not what you've done that is important is what you're going to do. Um, so let's <clears throat> let's start from zero. I'm just Jean Falacara. I'm on your podcast and I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, don't discount that. I mean, where we are right now is where we're supposed to be. And where we are is where we've come from. And you put a lot of hard sweat equity and 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 the school of hard knocks along with all those other things to get there. And that's what we're going to be sharing. And we're constantly dynamically changing. Mm -hmm. John, I, I, I saw you speak at the biohacking conference uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was really intrigued with your with your talk and the journey of mastering the art of endurance. Um, maybe kind of before we get into that and life spanning and so forth. Give us sort of the, I guess, the the high points on how you got to right now in terms of what do you think were some of the key areas that got you to to, to the situation or, or to where you are right now? Oh, that's a very good question. You know what? I think that uh, um, if I had to write another book, I would start by questioning myself with that one and then everything will flow, uh, making me who I am today started by who I was when I was a kid, um, always trying to push my limits in a way or the other. And there is some sort of um, brain pattern that are specific to certain people. And I probably have those one <clears throat> that were created when I was a, a young kid. So I was uh, into extreme sports, um, adrenaline driven, challenges, skateboarding, skydiving, rock climbing, um, dirt bikes, and name it. Everything that you could risk your life, I was going into that. But then life is precious, you get older. Uh, and for me, the most important thing that was um, always present in my life was learning. Learning from the outside, learning from the book. But unfortunately, Learning in school was harsh for me. I had a ton of diploma, but I have to admit that I didn't go to school like other people. I was going to exams and I was studying by myself because I felt that during my whole life that I was wasting my time listening to professors and I could grab way more information from books and, uh, and, and studies and stuff like that. So I made it that way. I got a couple of uh, nice diploma, a diploma, an engineering degree, um, some master in uh, immunology and genetics. And, and then the learning process was my whole life as well, because like a few years ago, I went back to the MIT and I go like, well, virtual reality, artificial intelligence is taking the lead of this world. I need to know. So I went there and I was lost. I was the only one with no background in this area, but I ended up having the highest grade in the class. So I was proud of that. And this is, this is my whole life. I think that when I start some things, I perform, I'm not considering myself high achiever, but I would say like, I perform like an high achiever. I'm going to go up to the end with 
not the perfection because perfection doesn't exist, but up to the end by mastering whatever I'm starting in the process. And the endurance was the same. It is mastering your endurance was a progress. So as a kid, always into activities, hyperactive kid, not too many friends because I was always moving and trying to be in, in with my books and stuff like that. Um, I've always tried to see the impact of sports. And I've always understood, even when I was a kid, that the brain is probably the most important part of our of our system, but you you know, you're 10, 12 years old. I'm the same age as you, a bit older even. And um, most kids today, they know, but at, with, within our generation, no one knew what was the impact of the brain on the body. And they had, everybody had this perception that it's the brain-body connection while it's one part, it's all integrated, up, down, down, up. Um, but that I discovered it, uh, by myself, by experimenting and doing sports. I was always doing sports and I was tiny, tiny, tiny guy. Uh, and I was also hypersensitive, like, um, up to the age of 13, if you yell at me or if you raise your voice, I would cry. I would just cry. So I had difficulties coping with the environment and with classes, like in class, if, if I was doing a, an assignment and it was the professor would come back to me and say, hey, you did that wrong. I would start. <laughs> and then age of 17, complete shift. I started to join the punk movement uh, with hard music and uh, hard behaviors. And uh, from one extreme to the other, I was even on the path of going to military school like to reinforce myself and to see what it was. And, but I was so passionate by the studies. Then when I got selected in the military school and I got to experiment what it was on the meds side, um, I said, there is no way that someone stupider than I am will give me orders. So I'm not doing that. And I left and I kept improving myself, uh, learning, on the on the process, you know, uh, um, we didn't have internet uh, accessibility at that time. Uh, we had some books, but ADHD doesn't make you read too much books, so you need most news and reviews or publication that are shorter. But a full book was a difficulty. Audiobook came way later, so the struggle was always like keeping myself informed uh, in the shortest past, like biohacking the learning process in a way, uh, but made me understand that we are so far from understanding what our body and our mind are capable. And we sit in this comfort zone where we think that it's a struggle, but there is no struggle. Like we are most of the time on this autopilot mode where we feel comfortable. But as soon as you start challenging one, one side of it, anything you do on like physical or mental or whatever, as soon as you start challenging that, you learn that you have the capability of going further and further and further. And the, the beauty of being human, because I love human and humanity, is... I don't think there is any limits 
I don't think so. I think that in the future, in the in 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 the coming years, we're gonna exceed every single milestone that were considered as world record or uh, achievement, the highest achievement. Our intellect is evolving, our brain is evolving, our neuronal connection are evolving as well. We are an evolutionary species and we're not stopping. This is exactly what I consider myself and this is why I came into life improvement and self-improvement, as simple as that. yeah, great. Thank you for sharing. I, I you know, I, I can see a lot of that in me in the sense that I had some major ADD, ADHD issues as a child, and I could never really sit and focus in class. And mm-hmm. I didn't really try. And I always was a, a marginal, you, you know, C plus kind of guy. And then I remember going to, to my first year university in McMaster University in, in Canada. <laughs> And I remember thinking, okay, they said at the very beginning of the class, John, that look around, you're in the exercise physiology program. There's 300 people here. There'll be 150 people here next year. I was Mm -hmm. like, that was my goal. Okay, I'll just make it to 150. That's it. I played for the varsity soccer team. Um, Going to school was a uh, elective and going to the bar and the pubs was a requirement (laughs) for me. And um, I remember thinking when I got the transcripts in the mail in the summer, it's like all I wanted to see was do may continue, may continue, may continue. Right. And it was nerve wracking. I thought, oh, my gosh, like I I never if I may continue, I'm never going to do this again because I I just it's not a great feeling. Yeah. And so anyways, um, I remember for the first time is like, oh, my gosh, it's it's amazing. If, if I actually study, it, this information is easy. Mm-hmm. Right. It was sort of an epiphany to me. And I and I, I always explain it. You, you have a choice. You can go out of your way and 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 not do well or you can go out of your way and do well. It's your mm-hmm. choice, but it's going to mm-hmm. require the same uh, amount of energy or the same deliberate not trying or the same deliberate trying but it's in your case it seems like you you kind of understood that earlier on I it took me a longer time because in the sense mm. that you, I, or I don't know am yeah, I right or that, wrong? no I think that you're uh, the same as you I think that the it was exactly the same for me like putting the effort that was just the minimum requirement to get there because otherwise you're wasting your energy for other improvement that you can have. That's so true. But I I found that there is one key factor in the process of that is you have to trigger your brain to get interested because you can put tons of effort to getting to that minimum level in some things that you're not interested, it's not going to work. But when you find what it, interesting you in that specific module or whatever at school for example then it's easy and right. the effort instead of being that big become that small and for you getting to the mark it's like okay i'm gonna read that and understand the principle then it's gonna be an easy piece piece of cake cake to get there yeah i think it's the same for you um right and ADHD, yeah. it's, it has this pattern anyway for people with ADHD. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's a good segue into your talk in terms of endurance. And I guess that would be the question in terms of when did you understand that when, you, when you're when you interested 
and you put concentrated effort on it and you have the awareness and the breathing and the the focusing on other things that you talked about when did you realize that that endurance is the is or the 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 those those variables were were essential for and i guess that would kind of transition into extreme longevity mm -hmm. and and yeah. life spanning right so when Definitely. did you when did you kind of figure that out okay so i think that even young uh I was always like trying to improve my endurance in 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 all aspects. My father is a marathonian, so he was running marathon every week, and uh, I was watching that. And I was like, I, I I like to run, but not that much. I like to play tennis, but not that much. And but I was always trying to see how far could I go. When I knew that it was cool at the, the age of nineteen, and just a bit before, I was a, a radio host, and I was always into music vibes and uh, beats. And then I became a DJ. And a DJ, you play with those sounds that are making something bizarre in your brain. And I realized that if I was combining those sounds to what I was doing, I could get into flow state. And the secret of endurance, it's actually making yourself in a mode that leads you to get into flow state, but not the short flow state like many people can be for 15, 20 minutes. Like I, I'm talking, triggering your brain in a way that you can be into flow state for hours. Despite our brain as a focus span of 90 minutes, doesn't matter. You can be on high flow state, then just a bit less flow state, but still a flow state. And so you understand that when you're into flow state, everything is easy. Everything goes super fast without realizing that the time is clicking fast, 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 fast. And your performances, physical, they're not challenging you too much. So the process gets easier, like learning at school, like you were saying. So you understand that endurance is based on that. And this is how I, 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 I caught that conjugation of factors that can be combined together to make you get there. But the, the true story of my speech is I had a broken bone, a femur, and that's what led me to master the endurance because with that broken bone, that for me, in my mind, it was not possible. It was not happening. So I was against my body reaction trying to put my brain in a mode that he was telling my own brain, one part and the other were communicating and telling from the signal of my body that no, it's impossible. You cannot have a broken bone. It, it, you're, you're a cyborg. It's impossible. <laughs> the cyborg came after actually, but uh, in my mind, I was always that type of person that you cannot destroy. Um, and then you realize that pain that scares most of people. What are you scared of? Most of the time, it's pain. You are scared of being shot, being hurt, being smashed. It, everything that generates pain is scary, more than a scary movie. So if you master pain and pain doesn't affect you, you master endurance. You can sustain that and you can keep going. Uh, so that bone was broken. And for 10 days, even if my pain was raising, 
I mastered that signaling saying it's not going that way. And I was compensating it with music, breathing, cold, hot, some exercises, but putting everything in phase that I was almost on flow state all day long. And my pain was secondary and it was not there. And from there, I said, like, I can apply this technique to everything I do. And cold plunge is one of my things I love to do. And I did the same process. I go like, it's so uncomfortable. So from one minute to two minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes and 45 minutes. Uh, now it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm a competitive person, but uh, watch me coming, Wim Hof. I'll be there. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. This podcast is brought to you by Biohacker Magazine, and Jean has been so kind to be able to extend to you three free months of the Biohacker Magazine. Just use discount code Age Reversing Blueprint, all one word, Age Reversing Blueprint, and you will get access to three free months of his amazing magazine. Now back to the interview. Yeah, you mentioned that, and thank you for reminding yeah. me, Jared, with a snowmobile accident. Mm -hmm. and. You know, I, I, Dave Asprey now talks about in his new book, The Slope of the Curve, right? And, um, I, you know, it, remember, it reminds me, Jean, I was a soccer player and in, uh, we had a soccer practice one time. And you know how the nets at the back, they get um, put down with like these steel yeah. pegs to put yeah. them down. So I slid to get one and um, it felt like it was painful in my knee, but it didn't feel that painful. And then a guy on my soccer team was like, oh, gross, look at it, it's disgusting. And when I saw it, there was, there was a huge hole in my knee. It was, it was disgusting. No way, wow. But here's the point, the point is, it wasn't painful until he said how gross it was and how when I looked at it, all of a sudden, I think I fainted right? yeah. because it was so bad. Yeah. But, I, but I think that there is a, um, a, a f how to harness the the emotional connection to the stimuli um, in a, in a bell shaped curve in the sense that it, it shouldn't be too little because pain is a is a thing to it's tell us there's yeah a problem or something's right? wrong yeah <laughs> right but at the same time it shouldn't be too much because at the same time um, I guess there's a there's a bell shaped curve to being able to harness that I guess I guess the question would be to you is how do you figure out the 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 bell shaped curve? How do you is or is there? Does meaning? Yeah, there is. is. There too, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. There is absolutely. You you are one hundred percent right. Uh, the example of uh, your uh, uh, peg in the knees is like you know those videos where you see the guy is uh, playing with a, a nail gun and one goes in the shoe. He yell, he faint and everything. He goes to the hospital. They take off the shoe. And actually, it was in between the toes. He was not even touching any bones on anything. But right. in his brain, he was like, oh, it's painful. So that's right. exactly it. Like what you tell your mind is what your, uh, your body will feel. And the cold is like if you tell your mind that, no, it's not cold. I'm not feeling that thing. I'm not. I'm, uh, and that curve of response is actually easier to trigger when you combine those wavelength and those frequency in your brain to put you down at the right level of zenitude. Because if you are too excited, you're going to trigger 
uh, norepinephrine, adrenaline, and, 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 and cortisol, and then you go on your reptilian brain and you walk away. Uh, but if you go the other way and you release serotonin, I have the faculty not showing off on anything, but I have the faculty to feel the flow of my serotonin through my skin and my blood when it starts triggering, like I feel it in the center of my brain when my, my brain kind of shuts down and then release the serotonin to make me feel like so quiet and so happy because I'm in cold water. And with the frequency of the music, it goes like the same beat, same flow. I, I feel like... And every time it's a feeling that is growing through my limbs, uh, it starts from the interior and it grows through my limbs and I feel it and I feel so relaxed, but I, I feel it going through the body. Um, and it took me a certain time to understand that process. First, I was just like, what is this? I feel like bizarre. But then I realized that it was all neurotransmitters that were going through the blood and uh, the blood flow was like first bum, 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 and then boop, 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 very quiet. So there is, as you said, that curve that is important um, to master. But, you know, it's like everything in life, our brain need neuronal connections. So you need to build them up. You need to build your response. You cannot go like, ah. Oh, Today, I'm going to achieve 45 minutes in cold water and you dip into it. You've never been in a cold plunge before. That's fairly impossible. It's like everything in life. It's a step-by-step -step process. And as soon the chunk is too big for your brain to realize that it's achievable, you're not going to make it. So how do you do that? You take, instead of saying, I'm going to stay 45 minutes in that cold shower and trying to understand the frequencies of my music and my breathing aligned with whatever um, but you do it like in small step and this is the curve the small step are the curve of understanding it and response of your brain and your body as simple as that no that's right I, you know i was a trainer for many years and i you know the pers uh, i guess the progressive overload is is an important um, variable and you mentioned it earlier on is we we no longer are uh, we're losing as a society the uncomfortable nature of of doing that hormetic response of a little bit more and I think there's a fine line you don't want to do uh, uh, um, underneath it right that's yeah. the not stimulating a response but at the same time you don't want to create that if you only need a certain threshold to go above, anything above that is pain and yeah. discomfort, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Some it, people say pain is good, but I think that controlled pain is good, not pain is good. Pain is not good. It's controlled pain that is good. Right. Just curious with the with the serotonin, when that gets released, does it get to a point where on the other hand, where the adrenaline and the and the excitatory stuff are too much? Does the serotonin can be too much where it takes you too too into parasympathetic state yeah, and in, yeah. in, in a down after or uh, in, in heart recovery? Um, I have to admit that yes, some days like if I train hard in the morning and I go for my cold plunge late at uh, uh, in the evening uh, with an empty stomach. Um, and if I stay forty five minutes or forty minutes there. Uh, my shiver getting out of it is 
sticking to me for a long, long time. And that that is a sign. That is a sign of what you said is like, it's a bit too much. But if I don't train too hard in the morning and I go earlier in the afternoon and I stay the same time in a better condition, um, I'm not going to get that. So it's all how your body and your level of energy and your mitochondria are charged or supercharged or not or empty and your glycogen reserve because you're burning so much glycogen when you're in that state that you have to be careful. And like you said before, when you push too much your body, the recovery is so extreme that you're not getting any benefit of it. So judging is always the best thing to do. And this is what I have a bit against the biohacking community is like some people are um, so fierce biohackers that they push themselves through everything and then they get not just tired, but they get depressed by the overload of what they're doing, the overload of the biohacking. Uh, the overload of not having a life to live. Um, sport, endurance, learning, it's always based on the same principle. You have to do what is good for your body, what is what you are capable of, capable of understanding, assimilating, and memorizing. Otherwise, the benefit is gone. Yeah. No, it's interesting. There's there, there's some deep level conversation here. And I think, you know, what I, I don't play golf, but I remember I had mm. tried golf a couple of times and someone said to me, you can't do the swing slow enough. Right. And I remember the slower I would go, the further the ball would go. Mm. And, I, and I think that's kind of the analogy of that biohacker mm. that does too much. Um, you know, and it comes down to as well, Jean, what, what, what do you want out of this? Sure. Right. Because if you just want the ends of the thing, but not the means, um, then what's the purpose? Right. So and much. that's so, so as far as the, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, which I think is probably a good, um, intro into this conversation is, is this the difference between biohacking and extreme life spanning? Is this yeah. what you yeah. talk about? Is this? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a scientist. I've been into um, life improvement in general. And as a scientist, when uh, Dave pretend that he is the father of biohacking, but biohacking exists before Dave, with all due respect, I like the guy, but uh, right. uh, <laughs> he's okay. And as a scientist, as you are, uh, we understand that you cannot hack biology. You can improve the process of your chemistry, your neurochemistry, your uh, cellular level, but you cannot hack it. It's impossible. Hack is for computer. So the, look at the movement. It's born like, let's say, 15 years ago. Biohackers. When you say the word biohacker, people are looking at you and go like, what? Biohacker? What are you hacking? Uh, the hospital computer system to steal medicine? And all scientists in my community and directly and indirectly, when you say biohacking, they say, I don't want to be part of that. That That's, that's extreme. You guys put chips in your brain and magnetic on your finger for nothing or RFID card on your, that's not it. That's not biohacking or maybe that is biohacking. And that I think that slowly and naturally uh, 
there's too much people wanted, wanting to improve their lives and the biohacking community signed up his own death sentence when Dave Asprey, in competition with Brian Jensen, who was claiming, I'm a billionaire and I'm spending $3 million a year in, on improving my health. And Dave was kind of, he's a competitive guy. And he goes like, I'm spending $2 million and I'm way better. I'm sorry, guys, but my biological age, I'm not even spending $10,000 on my health, but my, my biological age is better than both. And I'm older than both of them. And I was looking at that and I said, like, there is no way that all the people on this planet will identify themselves to these guys. Like, is biohacking just for billionaire? That is not the purpose of it. So let's make it clear what people are wanted are wanting. They want to improve their life. What is the way to improve your life? There is so many natural and free processes that you can use. You don't have to buy an hyperbaric chamber to biohack. You don't have to, uh, to buy infrared therapy. You can go outside. Uh, you can walk in the morning. You can have you don't have to buy pills to make you digest and not raise your blood sugar after a meal. Take a freaking walk. It's free. Uh, so life spanning was born because of that, because I was fed up about these biohacking, hard biohackers there. And then on the other extreme, Brian Johnson and his team, like, don't die. I'm sorry. It's not don't die. is live that is important. Don't die. We're all going to die. So I was just like, what do we do with those people that are just there? They're listening to listening to these guys because they're important and then they buy a horror ring and they don't know what to do with the data and they're just like oh my sleep is is bad what do you do with that and they're just like i don't know i need to buy an hyperbic chamber and this uh, can you afford it no i'm going to take debt that's ridiculous so i looked at that and i said like i need a word that is addressed to these people to make them understand that everything can be free and everything is easy. It's not complicated. You don't have to have a PhD to understand the principle of life optimization. It's for everyone. And instead of trying to tell you buy this, buy this, buy this, like improve this step by step in your life, you're going to get there. And I found out that life spanning was not even a word existing. Now it is because I trademarked it and it's going to be in the dictionary next year, but it didn't exist before. And I said like life spanning reflects exactly what I want to say. It's like, okay, biohacking as the root of who we are today in the middle, um, the extreme rational survivor that don't want to die, Disney, Walt Disney and, and these guys are on the other extreme we're not there because we're going to die. But what do we do in the middle? We extend our life in the best way. Live fit, live better, live longer, live healthier. And don't spend all the money of your family to get there. Most of the things are free. Think about your children and pay their study or their education, but not your own freaking selfish bioac. Uh, uh, to compromise their studies. That's not fair. This is where I stand. This is uh, my punk attitude in the industry. And I, I'm proud of the movement. We're taking 
a certain lead because many people are so interested in in what we're doing. And to finish on that, um, you had those people in the longevity space that are doing fantastic things. And the biohacking industry always considered them as competitor. I don't think that there is no competition between biohacking, longevity, uh, rational, uh, life spanning. We are all on this freaking planet for the same thing, improving lives. Why do we need to compete to help others? Shouldn't we just like make this world better? It, it seems cheesy when you say it, but it's so natural. Yeah, no, I love it. I love the term life spanning. Uh, I, I do think biohacking is ill-appropriately named. I think it's more data tracking mm. um, and understanding your body. And um, I, I like the uh, idea. So I'm just curious because you purchased the biohacking magazine. Is it yeah. going to be sort of like the analogy of Elon Musk that purchased Twitter? Are you are you looking at changing the the name to the, the Life Spanning magazine? Yeah, or that's a good question. But you know, I have to give respect to where the magazine is coming from because it was the first and only magazine in the biohacking industry. So it's still perceived as the authority in terms of longevity. I think that it's mainly maybe the name will change to life-spanning magazine for sure uh, in, in the long run, but is it necessary? If you make people understand that biohacking can be perceived as something like the root of the optimization, and if you take biohacking 2.0, so you take biohacking, you add love, it gives you life-spanning. You don't have to get rid of biohacking and you can keep the name of Biohackers Magazine, which now is part of the Life Planning Media Group. Um, and uh, we're coming up with big ideas. When I took over that magazine, my, my goal was like the world of tomorrow is driven by virtual reality, extended reality. So instead of just reading on um, your computer or tablet uh, or getting the print, because we do both, uh, uh, people are getting back to printed version. Um, the next version of the magazine is going to be virtual reality. So you want to learn about meditation, you deep dive into the environment that you choose with the things you like, and then you're going to be guided on how to achieve uh, each step that brings you to a state of meditation. And it's going to be way more um useful than just reading because you read an article on how to meditate and you start to meditate you're not going to get there if you have this learning process by being immersed you're going to get there so i want biohackers magazine to become the first fully immersed magazine in longevity space available in the world and this is where we're That's going. very cool. Yeah. Is it, yeah. is it, is it also choosing your own adventure kind of idea where, you know, as a kid, you have this book, they took, they went to the basement or they went to the cemetery. You can choose is, is it yeah. incorporating this hey. as well? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for example, you go through a front door and you say, okay, what 
are the pattern and the surrounding that you like. You like to be on the ocean or you like to be in the mountain. Uh, you like green uh, or you like blue. So you choose what you like. Then the environment is created according to your liking, to, to your personality. You like to walk into small spaces or open spaces. You like to hear this type of sound or the birds or the music. You choose all these small things that make actually your life better and and, and make you live longer. Uh, I, I call them like uh, small buggers in life, all the things that you don't like, like the people honking on their car or the noise that you don't like, those are buggers. So remove all those buggers, create your ideal environment, and then you're putting your brain on flow state, mandatory. It's going to be on flow state because you have set the element that puts your brain in the way that you are so quiet, so at pace, uh, so in peace that you're going to get into flow state and flow state is the best way to learn. So when you want to learn by reading the magazine, you're going to be so absorbed that the learning process will be an easy process and the understanding of what biohacking or longevity or life, like life spanning is, it's going to be absorbed, memorized, and you can use it in the future. That's great. I'm just curious. Maybe I don't know if this is a, a suggestion or a question, but you know, sometimes you get into a conversation with someone and you're telling the story and then you have a side story because you want to give a little more context to this angle. And then you could even get a side story to that side story. And you kind of forgot about the main story I like that. with, with this particular, let's say you're reading an article on um, let's say using your, your breath and getting into flow state with, um, endurance and 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 getting into the optimal serotonin adrenaline release, but then you have another area on in terms of okay, well, adrenaline what release, and, yeah. and do you have something like this planned <laughs> yeah. as well? Or you, yeah, absolutely, you because yeah, the the beauty of artificial intelligence, uh, it's like it's created on the spot with all the information that it are available there. The machine learning will help us to get there, but on the virtual reality world, which is driven today, uh, uh, Zuckerberg is doing a fantastic job with all the credit he was not getting at the beginning. Now people are perceiving that it's a true fact. So in this metaverse, if you open the second door, like you're in the meditation and then you have that door that says like, oh, um, uh, delta waves or theta waves. And you see, oh, theta waves, oh, I'm gonna see. Then you go there and you're going to get the scientific explanation, what they are, how they are triggered, what is the frequency, how to get there with the uh, ocean frequency balance and things like that. So it's infinite because the world of tomorrow is beautiful because data and information are going to be more and more available in a fraction of the second. You don't have to go through thousands of books to understand things. Artificial intelligence is bringing us straight to the point with the right facts and the right information. Um, I love that. It, it's so it's so thrilling for someone that wants to learn everything on every, uh, on every aspect of his life. If you had a goal, it, it, would, it would be to die by knowing everything that is possible to know on this planet. It's very not possible, but I think artificial intelligence is, bring, is taking us in that direction. Yeah, it's exciting wisdom. time. It is exciting yeah. times. I'm going to sort of be the Debbie Downer in a sense that, 
you know, when I moved from Canada to US, I felt this feeling of the best of the best and the worst of the worst, right? So as far as let's look at the other side of the coin, because, you know, I also think that I don't want to say the sky is falling, um, but you look at the youth of today and, and the endurance is even worse because of EMFs and cell phones and dopamine and 24 hour Amazon and glyphosates mm-hmm. in our soils. And the list goes on and on and on, even just the glutamates and how how yeah. how toxic our world is. Uh, I, I guess the question would be, John, what what are some of the the challenges you see with not just the platform and the technology of of what you're doing with lifespanning and biohacking, but as far as being able to increase lifespan given these obstacles of what's going on with the environment? What what do you think? I guess there, what are some of the challenges in getting I, there? Do you see? Yeah, there is only one. There is one challenge. The the the, the crucial dilemma of our society falls down to educating our kids why they are spending two hours two hours eight hours on their instagram every day why they are sitting in front of the tv uh, watching netflix which is a brainwasher i don't even have tv uh, just to say um why after meal they go on the sofa open up a, a bag of potato chip and a beer if they're old enough and they sit there why 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 it's because we as parents grandparents we are the educators we have the mandate to make the world better and the impact of what we're doing every day is like what i said everything impacts your biology every decision you make impacts your biology in a way or the other this is exactly it if you don't educate your kids to behave properly, to understand the negative aspect of certain behaviors, you're not going to get this planet in the right direction. And everything that we do, it's not even for just our kid now, because the way that you teach your kid is the way that they're going to teach their kid and their kid and the other. So think about that. Make your job as educator Give the world the right tool to understand why, the why of who we are since the evolution of the species, millions of years of evolution in the last four or five generations, we are going down. We're not evolving anymore. We're going reverse. Obesity on the rise, um, heart uh, attack and stroke and everything are going crazy. Why? Because our parents didn't do their job. And there's people like us trying to change that to improve that. So how life spanning is going to do that? Life spanning has a platform in between the six platforms that we have. That is the life spanning academy. And you take 12 segments of life optimization. There are about 12 parameters that optimize your life. And each of them become a lesson that you can take. And when you have a graduation on one, you can go on the second. And then if you have the 12 of them, you are a life spanner. 
So education is the key of the future, is the key of longevity. Just that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's good to get into your brain because I think we're coming out with yeah. a lot of different, we're, we're dissecting out a lot of different areas and the, the way your brain works and the goals. Uh, again, not to be Debbie Downer, but at the same time, you know, the government and, and the food bill and, and why we're subsidizing, you know, cheaper, more profitable crops that aren't healthy and the, the minerals in our soils and all of the additives and, and known challenges. How, how do we overcome that? Because, you know, I heard someone talk the other day, uh, it was a, a neurologist and he was saying why we are uh, nutritionally deficient. Mm -hmm. And as you know, you're not all diets are the best you have to go out and do this, but even with doing that, you, you, you know, you, the, the food that's available for us, um, with the best intentions and wanting to go through a longevity course and curriculum to do it, the obstacles that we face with, with the environment is, are we past that point of no return or, um, how do we, how do we bring the the government to and and everything else policymakers to to help us get there because I, I don't want to see us taking three steps backwards for every two yeah. steps forward right yeah i'm an optimistic guy so it is a bit pessimistic to say that uh, uh have we gone too far that is not reversible i have faith on humanity and i think that one of the best lessons that we can learn from the human as human as we are uh, is from the COVID situation. We've learned so much uh, from these rest restriction and mask and measures that were dictated by the government itself. As today, one person on the street, what they think about the past regulation and, and mandatory uh, uh, measures that uh, the government imposed on us, they're all like, never again the lesson has been learned and i think that this is this is where i face on humanity unfortunately i will probably not live longer to see the change i would love to see even if i will live up to 150 uh, it's just because it takes time but everything i can change today that will reflect on my kid and my kid will keep going the 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 mission of reflecting that to others it's an impact in the right direction. And this is all I want to do is like, I have faith in humanity. I have faith that people are understanding why the wellness industry is the fastest growing industry in the world, fa growing faster than AI, growing faster than the Bitcoin and all these uh, cryptocurrency were at the time of their uh, explosion phase. So if the wellness industry in general is growing that way means like more and more people are paying attention to being healthier. And this is where my face is coming from. I think that if everyone is paying a bit more attention, everyone is implementing one more step. So one day, I don't know when, but one day we're going to be almost optimized naturally by the way we eat, we uh, uh, move, we talk, we uh, we do everything, but it's a long process of evolution. And I'm a and a big fan. I'm a big fan of Darwin. Darwin shown that the evolution of the species is something that happened since day one to today. And I keep going in that direction. It's a Darwinism feeling that we're gonna keep 
going because in general, the evolution of the species was not like a, a straight curve. It was like that. Today, we are in a down because of obesity, because of, because of corporation trying to make money on the health of people. But that as, you know, you take an elastic band and you pull it to a certain extent, it's going to break. We're there. They pulled it so hard that now people are just like, no way, not anymore. So unfortunately, there are still people going to McDonald's and, and buying those food because it's an easy escape. But step by step from the outside to the inside, it's going to change. I have faith, honestly. Yeah. I'm an optimist too. And I, I'm like you in that sense. And I can't remember what the saying is, and I don't mean to butcher it, but they say that new science ushers in as the older people die off. Right. I and it. I think that we have a younger population. We're going to be more open to these things. I also, you know, as, as a healthcare provider um, know that it would make sense to third party payers if they're saving money by you being healthier and I think we're on that transition yeah. now as well, yeah. but I do yeah. still see that um, we have these these obstacles in the way. Um, as, as I mean, I could talk to you for all day, and I, I'm going to be respectful for your time. No, please. Um, yeah, as as far as um, I'm curious to know, this is sort of off script, but with all the the things that you've talked about today, what do you find are the are the key uh, life spanning tools or or tricks or things that you do on a daily basis um are are key for the average listener who's not as sophisticated and they really want to increase their longevity what what do you see the things that are most effective for for your journey so far Jean? i think that's i, I would start by one of the most difficult one to master is understanding your body without having the need of trackers but let's put it just back to the basic for the everyone listener that wants to start the best trick the best bioact like they say to be a life spanner easily is walking our cities are not made to walk you walk on in miami the sidewalk are like this Street for cars are huge. And in Brickell, I don't know why people have cars. You can walk everywhere, but there is way more people taking cars than walking. So walk is the magic pill of everything. Is the magic pill of longevity. Is the magic pill of digestion. Is the magic pill of stressed brain. Is the magic pill of reducing your cortisol is the magic pill of insulin regulation is the magic pill of blood sugar is the magic pill even of getting obese if you walk you're not going to get obese whatever you eat if you compensate long enough and i i have one thing in mind is everything that is below 5k which is 3.3 miles let's say yeah 3 miles walk don't take a car, walk. You go to a grocery, walk. You go to uh, some places in a restaurant, walk, especially to a restaurant. You're going to overeat anyway. So when you come back, you're going to digest. That's the that's the free trick, the free bioac that you can use and that everybody should use. And I think that our society has the responsibility of 
telling people that they have to walk and on the other side, cities and communities have the responsibility to make area walkable. That yeah, it's, a great, awesome. it's, a, it's yeah. a great answer. Uh, I, I, mean, I do that all the time. I'm glad I did that. And I think with the bonus of depending on what time of the day and the spectrum of light that you're getting, Definitely. you get all that benefit yeah. as well, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, great. So then as far as maybe the next level of a, a slight investment, either a nutrient, uh, a, a device, um, a, a philosophy, what would you go with the next with the next level of what besides after walking? Yeah, so um, I would try to use everything natural, but I love sauna, I love cold plunges, as you know. But one gadget, because I'm a brain maniac and a brainiac, and uh, I don't know if you remember the company Alo Neuro at that time. They were doing transcranial direct stimulation for uh, for. Flow state and uh, and and getting into neuroplasticity. So the key word is neuroplasticity. If you can trigger neuroplasticity on what you do, you learn faster, you run better, you memorize better. In the long process of testing so many things, infrared stimulation for the brain is fantastic. But there is one tool that is called neurovisor combined light flashing in patterns in three direction and music that goes with the flash, the flashing lights. And you can put your uh, state of mind in less than six minutes in the way you want, like focus, relaxation, meditation, pre-sleep or whatsoever. So if you're a bit short on time, which it's a paradox, we're not, we are, everybody has 24 hours, but let's pretend you still have 10 minutes in your life to use that tool. It's a great trick. It helps really to, um, you're on a stressful situation meeting or whatever, right after that or right before getting into that meeting, you can use the neurovisor. It's a fantastic technology. They just came at the Amsterdam um, Biohacking Congress with a, a concept, one program that is called microdosing drug-free that is kind of crazy interesting like i i i, I think microdosing is going to be part of our future in, in our society um putting our brain connection in the right uh, pattern but they can trigger the same effect as mushrooms without using mushrooms that's, that's exciting. very interesting that's exciting. Yeah. yeah you know i just had a, a patient that i was talking to this morning and she's having major challenges and you know like everyone has the santa claus bag of supplements no. and then they read yeah. that this is going to be the next one and i explain listen there's the, the way i look at it is i like to look at it as very easy concepts supply and demand you have more supply uh sorry less supply of of factors energy production than the demand for it and in this case just like you, you know the thirty thousand view foot if i had more demand for income than supply for income, I'm going to have to make some decisions here. Am I going to keep food on the table? I'm mm -hmm. going to, you know, keep the power on. Um, and so that's the metabolic side of things, um, which is fuel. And, yeah. you know, we deliver fuel in terms of glucose and oxygen and so forth. Um, but the other side of it is activation. 
And I think that's the side that we don't focus in as much because it's not as sexy or it takes a little bit more yeah. information. Yeah. But, you know, just like you're talking about the neuroscience of calisthenics and and being aware of how important your your endurance and getting into flow state requires your your mind to to be conscientious and coordinated with your breathing. You have these tools that it's exciting, John, in terms of vibration, sounds. Mm -hmm frequencies light uh, light yeah, yeah. yeah very yeah. very exciting stuff yeah. um I, I guess one of the questions is where do you see um uh, where do you see us as going in the in the or at least life spanning or the biohacking <laughs> and your vision what's what's new on the forefront for you i think that's it's a well first of all i love the approach uh, brilliant and very intelligent uh and um your uh, similarity with the bags is I'm going to use it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, good. that's very cool. Please so, do. Yeah. yeah. In the future, I think that we are understanding more and more the brain uh, and the functionality of the brain. It's, it's a complex machine. We probably will never understand it completely, but we're improving in that direction. And we're, again, our phase for something is like, if we understand our brain, we're going to understand the psychological uh, effect and all these depression and uh, anxiety uh, that makes our society a nightmare. Um, so the man is a complex machine because of his brain, but since we understand how it works, now we can help improving it, creating a new pathway in our brain, new connection, new creating neuroplasticity and improving our brain and our functionalities in general. The use of technologies in the future is fantastic for that reason. We're in a modern society. We understood that light and sound help the brain to be in that stage or that stage or that stage. Um, now we can use that to improve it and make us better. So every technology that comes in that direction is more than welcome. I see the future as human combining a bit of technology, but going back to the root of who we are. The natural elements are the one that make us live longer and better. Like you said before, if you walk in the morning with the sun, sunlight, those are two parts of our brain that are exposed. They're not in the skull, but it's our brain. It's, it's, it's directly our brain. If you expose those two small parts to the sun, the benefit is not just like seeing the light and your mood during the day, your performances, and it goes up to your sleep at night that is dictated by this trigger that is a light stimulation into your eyes, on our circadian rhythm and uh, all the things. We're not going to go into those, those details, but those natural elements affect so much our behaviors. We need to relearn and reteach people how to use them. 
Yeah. Simple yeah. And it's not, it's not an easy task, but I'm an optimist like you. And I tell people like I'm a golf pro. And when you come to see me, you learn to swing the golf club. So incorrectly, not only do I have to teach you how to unlearn that I have to teach you now to relearn where I would have mm -hmm. wished you just would have come to me without learning how to swing it so poorly in the first sure. place. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to tell us about what's in the future personally is you have a you have a record to break uh, for for Wim Hof and the breathing. Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah. you know, yeah, my big goal is like, uh, I've been a serial entrepreneur in my whole life. Uh, and this is my 12th company that uh, I'm, I'm uh, starting running like a merger acquisition and, and things, but many startups in my life. And when I left, corporate America, I was supposed to stay another three years minimum with that company, but I couldn't cope because of my spirit with uh, administrator and board of shareholders and whatever. My dream was bringing something to this universe, life spanning, Mediacorp was born. So my biggest goal today is to make this company the central core of where you want to go to get unbiased information, not trying to sell you anything except education and educational tools, things that makes you better. And I'm not going to push you to buy supplement because there's tons of supplement and we're actually in the structure of life spanning, we're screening these things. We came up with Life spanning certified. It's like no more bullshit in this biohacking industry. I went to uh, uh, Los Angeles and a guy was selling chocolate and he said, it's, it's, it's biohackers chocolate. Yeah. What is the difference? Okay. Protein chips, you know? Yeah. Protein, Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. me a break. Like uh, everything yeah. is biohacking now. Uh, right. Soon you're going to see, oh, I have a t shirt, this biohacking t shirt. Come on. Okay. Let's make it through. Let's, 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 Let's stop thinking that people are stupid. And so this is what we're doing too with life spanning. Like we're going to say, this is bullshit. This is not bullshit. If ever you want to buy a supplement, here is the list of supplement that you could buy. Uh, but don't buy these because you're going to be screwing up your system. Like the concentration are not good inside or whatever. Uh, some sort of acting as the authority, putting back together the things that have been a mess in the past 10 years. It's wide, wide west. Yeah, very important too, John, with machine learning because it can be biased information that's being given. Uh, and and I just wanted to say like, thank you so much for, again, being here. Um, but also you've offered the ability for the listener to get three months of the biohacking magazine. We said yeah. that the name of the podcast is age reversing blueprint. So if they use that code, they'll get three months free, which I'm excited to look at. Um, John, I'm, I'm curious to know, because you're, uh, I've enjoyed this conversation immensely. What do you wish you would have known then that, you know, now that perhaps could have set you further or quicker on your life spanning journey? That's, Everything is simple. There is nothing complicated. It's putting the right concepts at the right 
place. Why our brain are overwhelmed? It's because we got so much information. We don't know what to do with it. So we mix them up together and we get messed up and then we get stressed and we don't understand the principle. But if you segment all these basics and you understand them, then combining them like a puzzle, like putting blocks together becomes the easy part. So I think that's, when I was a kid, if I understood that principle that there is nothing complicated in life, I would be even a better person today. I think I, I became at my ultimate. I, I came to in Miami, and I am I'm at ultimate state of zenness today. But if I had known everything I know today when I was twenty, wow. Well, perhaps it was the butterfly effect too, because you know, at yeah. the same time, you would have had to go. You you wouldn't have had to go through all the things that you had to go yeah. through to get to where you are now. Right. You know, right. at the same time. Um, but uh, no, it's you know, I, I do think that we we have too much information at our disposal, mm -hmm. and especially with people that have the tendency to be ADHD. Um, too much information. You want it to be more laser focused and get rid of the chaff and use the information. Uh, I, I guess the way I look at it is, I, I say I say this to the patients as well is, you can very easily exceed your metabolic capacity, and when you do that, it's like a hot day and your cell phone melts down, right? Mm -hmm. And and less is more in a in a yeah. lot of ways, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, following that pattern, I think that one of the best advice we should give to people is burn your TV. Right. Don't, don't be brainwashed by those unnecessary information and fuck, be laser focused, like you said, on what is important for you. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time here, Jean. I, you. I'm excited with your mission. Yeah. I love to help out in, in any way. I feel I'm aligned with everything that you said today. And I have so much to, more to learn. I, I think the important thing is knowing what you don't know, right? And that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I love it. It could be the yeah. title of the article that you're going to write for a magazine. Right. Perfect. <laughs> well, I got lots more to come in there. I have five books in my brain that I need the yeah. endurance to be able to come out with at one time. So cool. Yeah, thank you so much. This is just the beginning, John, and I appreciate you. your time. And I look forward to see and be on the sidelines to see how successful and how mission-driven you become and, and the impact that you're going to make on the world. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It was my honor to be on your podcast. It's awesome time. Hi, thank you so much for watching our Age Reversing Blueprint podcast. If you've made it this far, we sincerely thank you for your attention and your interest in reversing your age. If you're looking to get more information on today's topic or other podcasts that we've had, be sure to check out the show notes and be sure to check out drjoelrosen.com. Have an awesome day.